This podcast is brought to you by Audible. Have you been wanting to read more, but don't seem to have the time? Well, with Audible, you can read your books without having to find the extra time in your busy schedule. Stuck in traffic on your way home from work? Why not marathon the Harry Potter books? In the gym and want to learn about the First Lady? Well, you can listen to Becoming Michelle Obama while doing leg day. And if you go to audibletrial.com cultivate, you get a month free of Audible. That includes one credit that you can trade in for any audiobook of your choice, access to thousands of audiobooks free to listen to with your account, and best of all, you have access to all of your favorite podcasts in the app as well. So be sure to go to my link, audibletrial.com cultivate. That's C-U-L-T-I-V, the number eight, to sign up for a free month of Audible and start reading today. Thank you, Audible, for supporting the show. We are. We are. We are Cultivate. 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 We are Cultivate. Hi, Fred. My name is Josh Shell, host of the Let's Start a Cult podcast. The only podcast host to tell you the name of the podcast you are listening to every episode, even though you clicked on the podcast and are well aware of what it's called. <laughs> now, with that meta inflection out of the way, it's time to introduce my guest this episode. He is from the extremely funny and sometimes informative podcast, Shots and Thoughts, where each week he and his co-hosts take shots, learn a new topic, and play some games along the way. He is also my co-host on my other podcast, Reddit on Wiki. Please welcome Sean Salvino back to the podcast. How's it going, Sean? It's going good, man. There could not be a more precise and accurate description of shots and thoughts. Uh, <laughs> I will be stealing that from now on. And uh, it's uh, good to be back. Nice. Yeah, I think when this episode comes out, you'll have, you'll have done your live stream. So hopefully that goes well. Hopefully. And I believe you'll be on to your next season, right? What season yes. is this? Season, we'll, we'll be going on to season four. Holy. Yeah, so we're like 80 plus episodes deep. Ridiculous. Jesus. Do you have like a set, is it like 20 episodes a season? My math is bad. Oh, no worries. It's uh, usually 25 episodes per season, and but then we have like the season recap, which is like another episode and blah, blah, blah. Right. And things get all fucked up. And I think we had like 20, 27 or 28 episodes this, this season. Okay. That's, that's so. pretty good. <laughs> that's a lot of podcast episodes. That, I yeah. might have 32, 32. I don't know. I'm sure someone will correct me. But that is a lot of episodes. So if you want to... You're a seasoned them. pro, though. You, you got <laughs> Dicey D20. You got Reddit on Wiki. You got Let's Start a Cult. And some other failed projects that we don't mention. But <laughs> <laughs> We don't talk about those. So last episode I had you on Let's Start a Cult, I believe it was the Ripper Crew episode, right? Yes. I was uh, not ready. <laughs> not, not ready for the boob slicing, I believe it was. And uh, an ejaculation into the sliced yeah. boob. Yeah. Good God. Yeah, it was a lot. I had you on that episode because I wanted someone that isn't a murderer. And uh, <laughs> I mean, you fit that bill pretty well. I'd so, like to say so. Yeah, I, I think, well, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> we are only internet friends, Josh. You don't know my that, day to day. That's true. You could just be a serial killer by day, <laughs> podcaster by night. I'd listen to that podcast. That would be good. So similarly, I wanted you on this episode today because you are many things, Sean, but above all else, you are proudly not a white supremacist, I believe, right? 
That would be correct. Proudly not white supremacists, very much against white supremacists. So can't wait to hear about an awful piece of shit, I assume. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Because in today's episode of Let's Start a Call, we will be covering the story of the covenant, the sword, and the arm of the Lord, a white supremacist <sighs> movement founded in the late 1970s by a fundamentalist preacher from Texas. Oh, damn it. <laughs> what, what began as a rather peaceful communion transformed overnight into a domestic terrorist group hell-bent on spreading their racist ideology and violently opposing the government. <sighs> sound, sound familiar, I think? <laughs> I refuse to look at the... Well, not look at... Not refuse to look at the racism, but I don't, I don't spend a lot of time memorizing or giving them any type of notoriety. That's fair. So you have it. You probably haven't heard of this. This group no, then. the name itself sounds very, very white. Yeah, it almost sounds like a fantasy novel: the Covenant, the Sword, and the Arm of the Lord. And then it rhymes. It's Doctor Seuss fantasy, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I can see it. I can see it. So this this will be a fun one, and by fun I mean terrible. But before we jump into the episode, listeners, if you wouldn't mind subscribing, rating wherever you mm-hmm. listen to podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Podchaser, Spotify, any of those that helps the show. And yeah, we appreciate any support you can give us. So, with that out of the way, we will jump into the leader of the cult. Here we go. James Dennis Ellison, the whitest name. I was about to say. (laughs) (laughs) The early years of Jim, as he liked to be called, or Jimothy, as I like to call him, are shrouded in mystery. But what we do know is that he was a fundamentalist minister from San Antonio, Texas, who in 1976 received a divine directive to go to the Ozark Mountains of Arkansas. There, he established a fundamentalist Christian group called Zarephath Horeb and built a compound on a sprawling 220-acre farm near Bull Shoals Lake that he had purchased himself. So uh, he's already got his compound and we're one paragraph in. <laughs> I know that was very quick. He he got the call from God, apparently, and then bam, compound. Yeah. So uh, usually I like to focus on their upbringing and how they became like a leader of some sort. But there is just so much we have to dive into of the actual <laughs> cult that I did not have enough time to. So. Oh, they got quite the rap sheet. Yeah, it's, it is quite the rap sheet and quite the entanglement with other white supremacist groups as we'll find out so according to the encyclopedia of arkansas quote this isolated portion of the state was suitable for ellison's intentions because it is demographically concentrated with a predominantly white population mm-hmm. is secluded in rural terrain that makes monitoring by law enforcement agencies difficult and is positioned on the border between two states end quote ellison had also chosen the name zarephath horeb I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, actually, I don't care. It's yeah. terrible. <laughs> F- fuck them. Yeah, fuck them. Because of the biblical connections, Zarephath, which was the name of the town God tested the prophet Elijah, while Horeb was the mountain where the prophet Moses moved to during the exodus of the Israelites from Egypt. So it sounds like a biblical name. It is a biblical name. <laughs> For a cult name, you see, you, you think you'd use a pretty, uh, I don't know, an easy to say name. It doesn't really roll off the tongue. A catchier name, yeah, which they do change to it, so... Oh, okay. That's true. <laughs> so, to be fair, it, it does it does change. This is when he's still... He's still uh, workshopping the uh, the ideals. Still technically working for the church, I think, at this point, anyway. So, it, he is 
not necessarily a bad guy here, although it doesn't take long for him he, to pivot. So. Yeah, I would say he might have just always been. That, you might be right. You might be right. I'm not going to fight you on that one. Uh, so what began as a peaceful community whose members kept to themselves transformed into something else entirely in 1978 when Ellison claimed to have received a vision wherein God showed him a race war that led to the collapse of the American economic system and widespread devastation. So there, there it is. There it is. The calling is two years, two years. <laughs> He's already getting Jesus messages. <laughs> yeah. DMS right with Jesus. Yeah. It's so uh, insane how many white supremacists slash quote unquote Christians there are when Jesus wasn't even really white. I mean, don't tell them that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so fight you on that uh, one. Insane. But yeah, you're you're hundred percent right. He was definitely Middle Eastern of some like uh, uh, <laughs> he he was definitely not white. So strange. That is their hill to die on. I don't know. They get visions from Jesus, but they don't see uh, an Israeli man. They just see a <laughs> European white white Jesus. I don't know. Yeah, some some hippie dude that they probably also hate. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So to prepare for this apocalyptic event, Ellison turned his compound into a paramilitary survivalist training camp and Jesus. ordered his devotees to hoard supplies, including food, weapons, and wilderness survival gear. He also adopted and began to preach the idea of Christian identity, a white supremacist ideology characterized by the belief that the covenant of the Bible's Old Testament was made between God and the Anglo-Saxons, who were the real lost tribes of Israel. Jews, on the other hand, were descendants of Eve and Satan's children, while Africans weren't human at all. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. Um, as Asian, Sean, uh, are you disappointed that you were not even mentioned? I do I do tend to wonder why Hispanics and Asians just like, uh, some might say worse. <laughs> no, probably not worse, but it's like, uh, did you ever watch Scrubs? A little bit. A long time I, ago. There's like a scene where uh, one of the characters is like, I don't even hate you. Uh, I, I nothing you. <laughs> don't even think about you. And I was like, oh man, that's... Uh, Feels like with a lot of white supremacies, at least old school white supremacy, Hispanic people and Asian people just not even on the radar there. Yeah, I would say even Hispanic people recently are more on the radar. Recently, yeah, because all the stupid border people. Yeah, yeah. Which, I don't know, I, I would say it's just as bad in some, some other ways. Like Asian people are definitely, they definitely have hate crimes on them. Oh, especially with COVID. Yeah. The last two years have been insane. Yeah. And because the media doesn't focus as much on Asian hate, it gets overlooked a lot of the time. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Which is terrible in its own regards. You know, uh, So this probably doesn't help by feeding into that. So while not incredibly popular, the Christian identity ideology has been adopted by several extreme right movements. According to the Anti-Defamation League, quote, Thanks to Aryan Nation, some neo-Nazis became believers. Clan leaders such as Thomas Robb and Louis Beam adopted the faith, as did some racist skinheads, such as the Hammerskins. It also found a welcome home in extreme anti-government activism, notably the tax protest movement, the sovereign citizens movement, and the militia movement. End quote. In 1981, to reflect the group's new mission, Ellison changed its name. So there you go. There you go. To the Covenant, the Sword, and the Arm of the Lord, or CSA for short. So very much, it's very catchy. Uh, yeah, ca- almost a borderline a rap. 
<laughs> it's borderline a rap. Like I said, Dr. Seuss rhymes out here. <laughs> the following year, he declared himself King James of the Ozarks. See, that's when you, that's when you got to be like, well, wait a second. Isn't Jesus our only king? I thought that was our, our one goal here. No, he's the Lord. Oh, he's the Lord. He's the Lord. I'm the king, his right-hand man, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> it definitely weren't like, where's the whole New Testament? Isn't the New Testament all like good vibes, beatitudes? The poor were, will be. They were old Testament people. Old Testament people, <laughs> man. Old Testament Which people is weird because Jewish people are also, I think the Torah is, and the Old Testament have a lot of, I mean, I'm not an expert yeah. in Judaism. But I'm I'm assuming you know that's kind of where they differ because the Jesus thing you know what I mean so yeah the big one of the main differences is definitely Jesus I agree with that. yeah yeah so it's weird that they are New Testament guys but also at the same time hate Jewish people who are also borderline <laughs> New Testament guys or Old Testament guys Old Testament yeah yeah I know what you meant <laughs> it's, uh, it's it so strange wild. yeah <laughs> a lot of uh, a lot of things they just overlook for whatever they believe in yeah the, these guys are obviously not very smart uh <laughs> considering they're racist so yeah yeah so when he declared himself king james of the ozark he issued a document called the declaration of non-surrender wherein he outlined their main philosophies which included anti-semitism and the desire to overthrow the united states government by any and all means necessary dude i'm talking about the anti-semitism you got more in common than you think my guy <laughs> If you just look at uh, look at things with a bigger picture. Yeah, the government's definitely on your side for the last 400 years or so. <laughs> you definitely had quite the privilege. I don't know if you know this. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen a picture of all the presidents. Uh, they're, <laughs> they're not uh, minorities. But... They look a lot more like you than they do like me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, it doesn't track, but... So strange. So, to achieve these goals, Ellison, along with his followers, vowed to kill federal agents and law enforcement personnel. Holy shit. Not everyone was happy with this new direction, though. So, kudos to the few that left. And the group's numbers dwindled in the early 1980s. The number of defectors increased when Ellison announced that he would go against the wishes of other church elders to take a second wife, an act that some See? viewed as adoption of one man's ministry. Of a one-man ministry. <laughs> this is this is this is sign big big sign number two. Man's already declared himself king, and he's taken more than one wife. You gotta was, be like, wait a second. Yeah, hang hang on. Uh, <laughs> I was okay with the racism, but you marrying two women—that's <laughs> that's where we gotta draw the line. The Old Testament is very clear in that sentiment. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we have ten commandments. This I feel like goes against this multiple is, of those. This is in one of them, adultery, I believe. That's, that's yeah. in there, right? I, I may be stupid. I can't count to 10, but that's definitely one of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, unfortunately, many more still stayed in complete agreement with Ellison and the racist idea that he was espousing. The CSA initially tried to underplay their white supremacist ideologies. However, that changed in July 1983 when the Aryan Nation World Congress was held to honor Gordon Call, one of the leaders of the far-right vigilante group, Posse Kamalatis. Kamalatis? There's an air. What'd you say? An Aryan World. Air, Aryan Nation World Congress. Jesus Christ. That's a thing. Oh, you don't get the, the emails or the. the <laughs> no, you got to forward those to me, my brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just white people, I guess, get those. <laughs> Holy shit. No, it's. Uh, yeah, it's like, you know, the Klu Klux Klan, these guys. It's, that's a whole other episode for you, I guess. 
Uh, that would be many episodes probably there's a lot of groups involved in that it's it's basically just a racist convention <laughs> yeah wild that that could just uh they have organized racist groups into an alliance where they meet and stuff uh, scary that they strategize like that yeah it's weird that it's legal to do that <laughs> yeah it seems wrong seems seems like it shouldn't be we i think we all agreed the aryan race was a bad thing yeah. Back in the the, the 30s and 40s. Right? Yeah, did, did we not have a whole world war for this? We did, we did. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. Maybe two of them. Uh, this first one wasn't quite that, no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm a no history guy, so. Yeah, it's yeah. Definitely the second one. Definitely the second one. <laughs> so he, this guy, Gordon Cowell, so the one of the leaders of, of the far-right vigilante group, Pose, I still can't pronounce it. Who cares? Give them no respect, Josh. Give them no respect. zero respect. He was known for fervently opposing the government, even going so far as to stop paying his income taxes. That year, on February 13th, he fatally shot two U.S. Marshals who had come to his hometown of Medina, North Dakota, in order to arrest him. A few months later, he was killed in a violent shootout with federal authorities. <laughs> so there's your... Is it is it bad of me that I'm hoping that's a, a similar fate for the rest of these guys as well no i think i think that is an honorable <laughs> request like we talked about this on reddit on wiki i don't know if this was the bonus episode or not but I, i'm i would say anti-death penalty but i mean right. shit happens you know what i mean <laughs> wildfire no you know what i'm okay with them going to jail because they're in jail with the the many minorities that their laws that they forced to pass are stuck in prison with them so mm-hmm. i'm sure they get their comeuppance when they're in jail uh oh you gotta think they're like maybe my five swastika tattoos were a mistake <laughs> maybe i was wrong about this whole thing <laughs> yeah hopefully if nothing else being surrounded with majority of minorities that are that are locked in prison hopefully that maybe humanizes them a little bit is my optimism talking <laughs> but uh so, Kyle was widely regarded as a terrorist and a murderer, but for white supremacists, he was a martyr who had been unfairly killed by the government. Oh. Ellison was one of his biggest admirers and said, quote, He has often been quoted as saying at the conference that he was sorry he was not with Kyle at his death and that he was here to tell you that the sword is out of the sheath and is ready to strike. For every one of our people they killed, we ought to kill a hundred of theirs. End quote. So he's, he's calling his men to battle. And shortly after the conference, Ellison led his followers on a violent crime spree that mostly involved bombings and arson. The CSA set fire to a synagogue in Indiana, a church in Arkansas whose congregation consisted of many homosexuals, and another church in Missouri. For reasons unknown, they also attempted to destroy gas, a gas pipeline in both Chicago and Arkansas. Strangely environmentalist? <laughs> No, nah, probably not. <laughs> probably not. I think, well, Chicago, I don't know Arkansas's demographic. Chicago, I feel, is mostly African Americans, right? Or it's a large, large demographic of, of Ch- yeah. Chicago, right? So that makes sense. Arkansas, I feel, is mostly white. Doesn't matter where you go, right? I would, I would believe so, stereotypically. Yeah. I don't know off the top of my head, but sounds right. Yeah, neither do I. So Chicago... <laughs> makes sense for their racist ideologies arkansas maybe it was just like we're here we might as well do it i don't know but anyway later ellison would admit that they had hoped 
to assassinate government officials and other high-ranking national figures by bombing the federal office buildings in Oklahoma City. But they ultimately scrapped the plan when he received a divine message, quote-unquote, from Uh, God, telling him not to push through with it. I don't know why God intervened there and not killing a bunch of people in, in like churches and stuff, but yeah, that's, that's the step, <laughs> step two for. Yeah. So the CSA supported their violent uh, activities by setting up booths at gun shows where they sold machine guns, silencers, and explosives that they had manufactured themselves. This proved to be their primary recruitment tactic too, with members in, inviting other gun enthusiasts to participate in their end time overcomer survival training school. That's a mouthful. But uh, <laughs> its curriculum, according to the website Encyclopedia, reportedly included, quote, paramilitary training in the use of various weapons, techniques of urban warfare, wilderness survival, and Christian martial arts, end quote. I don't know what Christian martial arts, Christian martial, martial I can't even say, Christian martial arts includes, but I think it would not include jujitsu. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. No. <laughs> you got the wrong Filipino on for this show. Yeah, that, that's a joke for John, my friend. I imagine it's just martial arts, but they have to specify like, oh, it's definitely it's, white people made it up. White people made it up. There's no yeah. Asian influence for sure. I imagine it being like, you know how white people dance and it's just worse. I believe it's like fighting, but worse. <laughs> I could see it. I could see it. Just awkward and everyone's offbeat. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> As a white guy, I can say that because I am terrible at dancing. Probably fighting too, but I wouldn't know. <laughs> There's only one way to find out, Josh. Oh, God, I got to get in the ring. <laughs> Besides manufacturing firearms and ammunition, the CSA also made money by selling their self-published books, wherein they outlined their belief in the superiority of the Anglo-Saxons over other races. These sales were often accompanied by a reading list that contained titles dedicated to white supremacy and anti-Semitism. By then, Ellison was already involved with influential members of other white supremacist and anti-government movements. For instance, he was acquainted with Richard Butler, the leader of the Aryan Nation and the Identity Christian Church of Jesus Christ Christian. Jesus Christ Christian. Okay. (laughs) Christian Church of Jesus Christ Christian. (laughs) We got to really beat it into you. (laughs) How many times can we put Christian Christ in here? Christ, Christ, Christ. Christ, 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 Christ. They got to match it to the amount of K's that they have tatted on their arm. Oh, God. They spell it with a K. Jesus. (laughs) Oh, no. So this is a group based in Hayden Lake, Idaho. And Ellison also became friends with Robert Miles, the leader of the Mountain Church in Kokata, Michigan, and a former Grand Dragon of the Ku Klux Klan. So there's your other K's. (laughs) Jeez. It's also crazy that they're called Grand Dragons. Yeah, well, this all seems like, you know, like, this cult has a wild name, you know, the Covenant. It seems like the it's sword. a big game of, like, a role-playing game. They think they're Knights of the Round Table or some shit. It's wild. they're special, and they're just... White. Fragile white. <laughs> fragile white <laughs> men. Who can't put up with minorities being in their country, which doesn't make any sense, because, like, isn't the American dream to move here and then yeah aren't we all immigrants yeah no indigenous people except for the indigenous people who that's a whole other episode how badly the united states treats them yeah so i know there's another marker where the u.s government lines up with these guys as well the treatment of the indigenous people i'm sure they'd be on the same page there Mm -hmm. so 
These three men had been introduced to each other during the July 1983 Aryan Nation Congress, and together they created a manifesto wherein they vowed to destroy and overthrow the United States government, which they referred to as the Zionist-occupied government. This, they believed, would enable them to create an independent Aryan nation within the country, which isn't the middle of the country just basically an Aryan nation? <laughs> I mean, I would say, especially in the 80s, a good portion of the country, not even just the middle, is Aryan nation. It's a borderline, still sort of Aryan nation, a little bit. I want to look up American Demographics 2021. So this is saying over 70% here. Holy moly. Yeah. This is 2019. It says white alone percent 76.3. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. We are still an Aryan nation, unfortunately. <laughs> Holy moly. I thought, because Houston, I want to say Houston right now is like 40% white. Yeah. When you think about America, you think of the cities, right? New York, LA, Houston, like they're very diverse places. Yeah. But they're the cities, right? The cities are usually more left-leaning, more accepting, which people feel more comfortable in these these cities to, to, to immigrate to, right? Yeah. And it's where the most of the job opportunities are, too. Whereas, you know, rural America, which makes up the majority of the country, is very white. <laughs> so it is ridiculous that they would claim that the United States is not uh, uh, a white nation. You know what I mean? It's just like especially in the 80s and 90s, like even as, as into the future as like Friends or How I Met Your Mother or, or other shows like that, very white, very white, <laughs> almost entirely white. The, I think the first reoccurring black character in Friends was like the second to last season and they were on for like 10 years or some shit. It's uh, very much very white. I don't know what they're complaining about. One black yeah. guy on a show or black people having their own show, not even really a whole... Uh, at that point, I can't think of an all-Hispanic or all-Asian-American family show. So, I mean, what are these guys uh, crying about? I, I honestly, yeah, I I have no idea. It doesn't make any sense. And it's honestly, I feel a lot of the media pushes, like, the white race is being driven out of existence, but, which is not true at all. And who cares? White is just a concept, you know what I mean? Like, Irish people and, and Italians were considered not white back in... 1900s you know what i mean like exactly they were considered not white and then they became white when it became a convenient to include them in the the group quote unquote yeah this and census just, is going to be all fucked up in like i don't know how many years but you got to think we're in 2022 there's going to be a lot more mixed race marriages and things like yeah. that like this is uh i don't know it's fine people still I, <laughs> people still celebrate their ethnicity all these people who are like Two percent Italians still love Italian culture. Yeah, it's gonna be the same way. You're, I don't know. You're not gonna be erased. You're fine, especially when you're still seventy six percent of the country. <laughs> and what you just said makes sense. You can you can be. I don't know if proud's maybe the right word, but you can you can celebrate your heritage, like English heritage or Scottish heritage or German heritage. Maybe not German heritage. But <laughs> they have good things. They just had a yeah. rough patch in the 40s. You know what they I mean? They got good beer, good, good yeah. sausages. You know, they got some stuff. You can celebrate those things, but it's not a white thing. You know what I mean? It's a country. It's a country. Yeah. It's not a race, like a race of people. You know? <laughs> it's yeah, just, exactly. Yeah, I don't, I, it doesn't make any sense. It will continue to boggle my mind. I, I think we can just go around in it's, circles. On it's this, probably but. a good thing that we can't understand these That's people. Probably fair enough. You yeah. know, yeah, you know, you feel 
more on the right side of things when you're like, I just can't even wrap my fucking head around this. <laughs> it's okay if, quote unquote, the white race is extinct because it doesn't mean anything in the grand scheme of things. People are people. We're all yes. people. Just love each other. Wow, we got a little off topic. <laughs> Sorry there. <laughs> no, that's okay. That's, that was a good, good conversation. So they, they wanted to create an independent Aryan nation, which we talked about as Rikus. According to the website Encyclopedia, quote, the group planned to implement an elaborate computer linkage system for facilitating communication among the right-wing extremist groups, including the Covenant. The Aryan Nation Congress developed a detailed strategy for carrying out their political and ideological aims, which included the assassination of government employees, federal officials, and practitioners of Judaism, the destruction of public utilities, and the bombing of federal office buildings, end quote. So they're going all out. Among the buildings that the group targeted was the Alfred E. Murray Federal Government Complex in downtown Oklahoma City. While their plan failed, the building was ultimately destroyed on April 19, 1995, when an Army veteran named Timothy McVeigh set off in a huge amount of explosives, killing 168 people Jesus. and injuring hundreds more. He was executed a few years later for his role in what has since become known as the deadliest domestic terrorist attack in the United States. Yeah. That's uh, the heavy one. I'm glad they called it domestic terrorist and not uh, mental health issues or some shit like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm glad too. I think they were more okay with calling things what they were back in the day. You know what I mean? It wasn't as politicized. It was, uh, yeah, that was a terrorist attack. Yeah, and for sure. That, a bad thing. That was uh, yeah. definitely bad. Yeah, he killed a lot of people. Definitely terrorism. We're okay with calling it that. So for Ellison, his friends and their respective groups... The violent attacks that they had planned would set the stage for the Revolutionary Race War, which would ultimately result in white power and supremacy in the United States. Nearly all of them, including the CSA, ramped up their terrorist activities for in the months following the Aryan Nation Congress. But Sean, do you know who won't perform hate crimes in the name of the white race? Tell me who, Josh. <laughs> the products and sponsors that support this podcast... They're not cool with white supremacy or terrorism. <laughs> Love to hear it. I hope. <laughs> well, if they were, if they were cool with that, they would not be a sponsor of this great show. Yeah, it's probably M and M's or something. You know, that's trendy now. For <laughs> they're inclusive. They may have child slaves, but they're inclusive with their M and M. Good God, products. did not know about that. <laughs> it's uh, isn't it Mars? Yeah. They're owned by Nestle, so definitely. Uh, anyway, I hope we're not sponsored by them. But uh, here's some ads. <laughs> This podcast is brought to you by Audible. Have you been wanting to read more, but don't seem to have the time? Well, with Audible, you can read your books without having to find the extra time in your busy schedule. Stuck in traffic on your way home from work? Why not marathon the Harry Potter books? In the gym and want to learn about the First Lady? Well, you can listen to Becoming Michelle Obama while doing Leg Day. And if you go to audibletrial.com cultivate, you get a month free of Audible. That includes one credit that you can trade in for any audiobook of your choice, access to thousands of audiobooks free to listen to with your account, and, best of all, you have access to all of your favorite podcasts in the app as well. So be sure to go to my link, audibletrial.com cultivate, that's C-U-L-T-I-V, the number eight, to sign up for a free month of Audible and start reading today. Thank you, Audible, for supporting the show. And we are back. So thank you for Mars for not shutting down this podcast. <laughs> thank you. Appreciate you. We love uh, we, M&Ms, right? We, 
Yeah, peanut M&Ms. <laughs> mm, good. Mm. <laughs> so, back to uh, this racist group. So, unbeknownst to the CSA, they had actually caught the eye of the FBI, who, along with the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, had been monitoring them. The agencies made use of informants such as Randall Ratter, Ellison's former deputy who left the Covenant to join the Order, another right-wing neo-Nazi extremist group that was active between 1982 and 1984. Many white supremacist movements continue to hold it in high regards due to their successful crime sprees. Thanks to their network of informants, the FBI was well aware of Ellison's every move. One of the things that they were able to learn was that a CSA member had used a foot-long knife to murder a woman whose body had been found by local authorities a few months earlier. They also learned about the paramilitary training sessions that the group was conducting, as well as the stockpile of weapons and the fact that they had booby-trapped the entire perimeter of their compound. Goodness gracious. (laughs) In the investigation files, the FBI described the members of the CSA as, quote, tied together by a non-traditional religion, which includes faith healing, speaking in tongues, and prophecy, which says the society will soon collapse in turmoil and that the United States will suffer a collapse of economy or nuclear war. As a result, there will be chaos and a panicked mass will rove the country looting for food and protection. Those who are not prepared will be a threat to those who have been preparing. The CSA will share what they have to the best of their abilities, but if people come to loot, the CSA will kill them. In preparation for this, the group stockpiles food and weapons and trains themselves in military and survival procedures. In addition to training themselves, the group offers survival training to the public, either on the settlement or at various locations throughout the United States. The training includes instructions on organization, survival techniques, and paramilitary topics. Also taught are firearms and markmanship, repelling, foraging for food, erection of such obstacles as punji sticks... Hmm. and barbed wire to deter looters, urban warfare, military fieldcraft, national forest survival, home defense, Christian martial arts, Christian military truce, nuclear survival, and tax protesting. End quote. <laughs> what a course. Covers everything, really. <laughs> I, I hate how organized they are. <laughs> it's just They're just like, we need to be prepared for literally any kind of collapse of the of the civilization which is fair but like not under this like survivalists are one thing i i have no problem with survivalists yeah i don't necessarily see the reason for it but i respect the obsession to some degree you know what i mean but this is just racist survivalism. yeah yeah (laughs) you can you better believe if they said they would share their food and and supplies with anyone that needed it for as long as they could, except for looters, as they said they would kill. And I have no no doubt in my mind, Sean, that if you and I walked up to the compound... Oh, I would be hand, a looter. I'd be a looter for hand, sure. You would be the looter, and I would be just a helpless white guy looking for, <laughs> looking for saving. This looter is chasing this <laughs> civilian. <laughs> I'm behind you. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, oh. That, yeah, they're saying, you know, everything's open to the public, training's open to the public. If I go, I'm part of the training, and I'm not getting trained. I'm part of the training, you know what I mean? Yeah, they're going to the, use their Christian martial arts on you. The target has arrived. <laughs> <laughs> so, the FBI may have been gathering information on the CSA. However, it had no intentions on moving against the group. That is until April 15th, 1985. Wait, hold state- up. 
no intentions of moving against the group? Did they not just have the domestic terrorist thing? Did that not happen? They forgot about that? So that wasn't them necessarily. It was someone associate. Well, not as, even associate. They had planned to attack the building and then it ended up yeah. getting attacked after their plan kind of fell through. Oh. It, got, it got attacked anyway. And I don't think they could make a connection between him and this group. They have done other terrorist things, which also they should have been arrested for. I agree. Yeah. And Ellison um, is just dropping things like, you know, the sword has been unsheathed, baby. It's time to yeah. go. FBI is like, well, maybe, maybe not yet. <laughs> maybe, maybe we wait a little bit longer. Have you seen the FBI? They're, <laughs> they're also very white. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hate to see it. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, free speech goes a long way in America. Yeah, you got a president <laughs> causing an insurrection. Uh, yeah, exactly. So uh, it's, the free speech is uh, maybe too strong. You can do whatever you want. Uh, people are going to clip back <laughs> what you just yeah. said and just Asian man hates free speech. <laughs> We're going to be a Tucker Carlson in a week. <laughs> Jesus, hey, all, all the more downloads, baby. Hell yeah! <laughs> then I can get into a celebrity boxing match with a uh, Tucker Carlson. Or, oh. No, well, I don't. I mean, uh, as cultural <laughs> appropriating as Jake Paul is, uh, he's not on my target list. I'm, I'm looking at the George Zimmerman's, the uh, That's you know, fair. Yeah. the Greg Abbotts of the world that I want to box. <laughs> I don't know if Greg Abbott could box, but <laughs> I like the call out. I'll box him regardless. <laughs> That's step one of boxing, right? The call outs. So yeah, you're, you got a right you, track. You got to build the anticipation for the money matches. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. So the FBI didn't have any intentions on moving against the group, even though they probably should have. Until April 15th, 1985, when a state trooper in Missouri pulled over a van that was being driven by David Tate, a member of the white supremacist group, The Order, which we talked about. Mm. The, the Order is kind of associated with this group. The ex, one of the ex members of the CSA is now in The Order, so... They work together a lot, is what I'm saying. Upon checking the van's license plate, the state trooper discovered that Tate was a neo-Nazi who had a federal arrest warrant for charges related to illegal possession of firearms. But as he approached the vehicle, Tate suddenly burst out and opened fire with a submachine gun, Jeez. killing him instantly. Tate then left the scene, which sparked an intense nationwide manhunt that lasted for six days, carried out by state police from Missouri and Arkansas, with support from an FBI SWAT team. During the manhunt, the FBI learned that Tate, along with several other members of the order, had sought refuge with the CSA. A search warrant was immediately obtained, and on April 20th, 1985, approximately 200 law enforcement officers conducted a raid on the compound. But rather than the quick and easy operation that they had anticipated, they were instead met with a fierce resistance from the group's members, resulting in a standoff that lasted four days. Which I don't know what they expected, because they knew how many firearms they had, and how willing they were to use them, so I don't know what they really expected, but... On the final day of negotiations, the CSA, including Ellison, peacefully surrendered themselves, which I'd call a bitch move. Yeah. <laughs> he talks all this talk, and he's yeah, just you, like... You, you were training for how long there, Ellison? Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm glad no one died, but he kind of pussied out here. <laughs> yeah, it's funny to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> the sword has been unsheathed. It's going back in. You yeah, know? it's it's now been sheathed. Uh, we're good. We're good. It's actually like, so 200 law officers, right? They were ready to take on the American government and 200 law, law enforcement officers. That was all it took. So just goes to show you, these guys are usually, usually bark and no bite. 
So once they were all arrested, the authorities searched the compound and found, quote, landmines encircling the perimeter, large number of illegal weapons and munitions, including 23 hand grenades, an army light anti-tank weapon, 15 automatic rifles, and an equal number of silencers, along with the framework for an armored car that was under construction. They also discovered some 30 gallons of cyanide, which had been intended by a means of poisoning the city supply at an unspecified location, end quote. Jeez. They were about to do bioterrorism, <laughs> which is uh, scary to think about that. Probably be easy, pretty, easily pretty done. Pretty easily done? There we go. Got there it, it is. <laughs> I believed in you the whole time, Josh. Thanks. I appreciate it, Sean. Given this disturbing stockpile of weapons, it was clear that the CSA was more than ready to carry out the apocalyptic war that their leader had predicted. Later that year, members of the CSA were charged and found guilty of firebombing the Metropolitan Community Church in Springfield, Missouri, and the Jewish Community Center in Bloomington, Indiana, both of which had occurred in August 1983. They were also charged with destroying the natural gas pipeline near Fulton, Arkansas. Ellison ultimately received a 20-year prison sentence after being convicted on federal racketeering and weapons charges. So nothing to do with hate crime, which is... I'm about to say, 20 years is not (laughs) enough for this man. This man was doing domestic terrorism. You found the cyanide. That is enough, right? 20 years? Should have been. Should have been. Well, I don't know. Life should have been what it would be. Yeah, what it should have been. I'll I'll let you get to it. But I'm like, is he... It's been 20 years? We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Yeah, we'll get to it. I'm sure. In a bid to save himself, he became an informant for the FBI in 1986, providing them with information about the activities of the other extremist groups that he had been previously allied with. Thanks to him, which I'm not really giving him thanks, but 14 people were charged with sedation for participating in the 1983 Aryan Nations Congress. So there were some punishment for that Congress. Thank God. But despite... The mountain of evidence against all of the accused, the prosecution failed to win their case simply because the jury believed that Ellison wasn't a plausible witness since he stood to benefit a lot from the convictions, which is fair, but also like you could just charge them and not give them leniency. You know what I mean? Yeah. Who are these jurors? We got to uh, we got to question these jurors, too, if that's uh, not enough evidence for them. They were definitely of peers of his, if you know what I mean. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Oh, God. So, Ellison did, however, manage to successfully petition the government for a more lenient punishment, which led to his sentence being reduced to five years. So, there you go, Sean. There's your American justice system at work. Flawed. Flawed. (laughs) There are people with weed. Much longer than five years. (laughs) Much longer than five years. And it's legal in many places where they're arrested. Yeah. So he was finally released in 1987 after he cut a deal with the prosecution to testify against high-ranking members of the Aryan Nations. Afterward, he moved to Elohim City in Oklahoma, another Christian identity community that had been founded in 1973 by a man named Robert Miller. He ended up marrying Miller's 26-year-old daughter, Angie, which he's like old at this point. That's what I'm saying, like 20... There's no way. No, he's... uh, he's He's pretty old, uh, or not old, but you know what I mean. He's old. He's way older he's not than twenty six. Cl- yeah, he's not close to twenty six. Yeah, it, there's there's an age gap. In twenty twenty, the Anti Defamation League's Center on Extremism found that incidents of white supremacist propaganda had reached an all time high, perhaps fueled by the Trump administration, anti Black Lives Matter protests, and the COVID nineteen pandemic. 
Countless groups have begun using social media and online message boards to spread their dangerous ideologies, resulting in a significant increase in hate crimes. In fact, the FBI reported that more than 8,000 hate crimes were carried out in 2020 alone, affecting over 11,000 victims. These disturbing figures are proof that the covenant, the sword, and the arm of the Lord may have been eliminated. However, the ideologies that they espoused, unfortunately, remains thriving and widespread. And that yeah. is James Ellison and the CSA. I'm not going to say their full name because it's too long. <laughs> and fuck them. Who cares? Yeah, and who cares? Yeah, fuck them. Um, so, initial thoughts on all of that, Sean. Yeah, I, I like that last section where it's like, you know, perhaps it was Trump, you know. It's like, perhaps. <laughs> uh, it might be because the the leader of our nation is openly making fun of disabled people, making fun yeah. of Hispanics, calling things like the China flu, uh, yeah. you know, just openly racist and obnoxious and ignorant. But, you know, who maybe... Maybe that's the reason Maybe. why. Who knows? Who knows? Could be, Perhaps could be anything. Could it be could anything, be, Sean. It could be a lot of things. There's a lot of factors. Who knows? Ellison seems like a real piece of shit. Uh, he got out. You know, I'm glad he ratted all those other groups out. But I hate that he gets to be rewarded. Yeah. In any type of way. It's like a. He's like one of those people. Like Jay Z. I think. Forget what song he said, but he was like. The streets are dead. You're killing all these like prominent black artists, but then you know George Zimmerman gets to walk around. I'm like, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, Jay Z's got some good points, man. He's he's a very smart man. That Jay Z, that Sean he, Carter. He may have cheated on Beyonce, which does make him dumb. <laughs> if if you're Jay Z, you got to look in the mirror and be like, you know, look at Beyonce, my guy. Look yeah, at yourself, look at your, my guys. Yourself, you know, you're winning. Oh, you're winning. Yeah. Just don't fuck it up. <laughs> There's no need to mess this up, my guy. Just stay the course. Yeah. Kind of a depressing ending because it's not a, you know, usually I'm like, oh, they're dead. The cult's ended, you know? Sometimes oh. it's a nice uplifting, yeah. uplifting episode. This one but. is white supremacy, still a thing, still a huge issue. In fact, two years ago, fuck ton of domestic violence. <laughs> <laughs> It's if anything, it's gone up with COVID, I think, and not just like you know. Obviously, there's hate crimes against African Americans, but Asian Americans and Hispanic Americans, and it's definitely climbing. And with social media, like continuing to push people, you know, to promote right. these voices. Yeah, it's not, not a good thing. It's not a Especially good. Especially Facebook taking forever to like get like fact checking, you know, fact check yeah. the news sources. You got a bunch of confused old white people looking at, I hate saying fake news because that's what it is, but like <laughs> the, the man has, you know, it's, it's fake articles and things that are nonsense, <laughs> but then it's, you know, it, it can, conf I get how it can confuse people. Oh yeah. It, it, it's easy to confuse people when you can pour thousands or millions of dollars into advertisements to push to older people's Facebook pages and just, I've talked about this many times on this podcast, but you give them the drip feed of enough hate speech advocate people. Uh, you give them enough right wing content. I'm, I'll mm -hmm. say far right wing content. Yeah. You're going to start converting a lot of those people. You know, if they keep seeing it on their timeline, they keep seeing friends, share it, family members, share it. They're going to start being indoctrinated into that, that belief system. And, and 
for some reason believing that the white race is is being extinct for no other reason than some facebook guy said or fox news (laughs) but anyway we'll we'll get off that topic It, it is a topic that should be brought up more i think and and so I'm, I'm glad we can bring bring a little bit of light to it, even if it's just just you know this podcast. But before we end off the episode, Sean, it's time to do cult critiques. That's where we critique the cult that we have just talked about: the Covenant, the Sword, and the Arm of the Lord. What would you give that at a five star rating? It's a zero out of five for me, dog. That's fair. a lot of bark zero bite <laughs> and it's not like i would you know want to rate a cult higher for following through and yeah you know hurting more people uh, in the long run it is good that they bitched out and the guy was a, a rat and ratted out all these other organizations but uh you know just uh strictly basing the rating off of uh effectiveness and i don't i don't how do you rate cults it's hard to rate cults but it's hard uh, it's fun it's fun it is fun it is fun <laughs> I feel like a majority of any time I guess here, I'll be like, it's a big zero out of five for me, dog. It's, uh, all, all bad. You're, you're not alone. A lot of people do that. I'm going to give it a 0.5 just for the name. I like the name. It's it a is. Fun, it's a fun name. It is like a, like a, ooh, that could be like a cool guild name in a D&D. Yeah. And then you're like, In nah. a D&D campaign, yeah. You'd be like, oh, I want to join that group. And then you realize what it's about. And then you're like. Oh, I want to oh. stop that group. That's my new mission. <laughs> Those are the enemy, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to take over that group and make it accepting to everyone. <laughs> yeah, we're reclaiming the sword. <laughs> Reclaim. We're going we're gonna to sheath that fucking sword. <laughs> yeah. So as all, all the reasons you said, they're terrible ideology. They're confusing messages uh, and just just a hateful message, which is definitely not if there is a God, definitely not what he would espouse. So, so just terrible all around. So you're, you're spot on with that zero. The name gives it a little bit for me. <laughs> yeah. And also this feels like big, big time Twitter fingers before Twitter. You know what I'm saying? Like talk yeah. all that shit. And then as soon as you get a whiff of a, uh, <laughs> wait a second, this could all go wrong. You give up immediately. This is some, some keyboard warriors before keyboards. That's fair. Yeah, you catch some heat and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm just, just kidding, bro. Just oh, kidding. Now, wait a second. The cyanide <laughs> is just for fun. It's just for fun. <laughs> yeah. So terrible people, terrible cult. Zero out of zero to five. Do not recommend. So that is the episode for today. But before we leave, Sean, please tell us about Shots and Thoughts. You don't have to tell us about Reddit on Wiki, but you can if you want to. Let Fred know what shots and thoughts is about and what they can expect maybe for season four yeah you even uh, have season four planned out (laughs) to be honest we don't uh but uh, (laughs) shots and thoughts is uh essentially me and my two good friends since childhood there's a lot of stuff we don't know and we got we we made this show as a way to educate ourselves on things that you know as uh as adults we probably should know how to do or should know about (laughs) and things like that so every week we learn a new subject and uh the second half of the show, we take shots and play games, and then we make the drunkest person give a recap of what we just learned. And uh, yeah, we come out every every week, unless I'm getting married, but that's uh, <laughs> hopefully my last wedding, so hopefully we're more consistent from now on. But yeah, yeah. we learn things, we play games, we take shots. It's a good time. Yeah, great show, and uh, it's hilarious. A game you can play is uh, is to take a shot along with them every time Brian says something dumb. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, it, it happens quite a bit. <laughs> I love Ryan. He's, he's the funniest fucking. Oh my god, his he's rap so funny. gets me every time. His uh, his hair wrap or whatever it was the mullet oh, yeah. He he will. We'll, we have a game, Fred, where we do freestyle raps, and you know, he. <laughs> will always start the freestyle rap with so much confidence. And then when it comes to the punchline, the shyest Falls flat. Yes. Falls flat. <laughs> so scared every time. It's so funny. So definitely go check out shots and thoughts. Um, if you love hearing Sean and I, you can hear us on Reddit on wiki. We're accompanied by our good friend, John there where he mm-hmm. just throws in puns like the jujitsu pun I threw in. Uh, <laughs> John would uh, love that type of thing. Fred, he would love so. that. He's gonna. I think he's going to chuckle along with that when he listens to this episode. So you can also go listen to Reddit on Wiki, wherever you get this podcast, uh, as well as Shots and Thoughts. So thank you, Sean, for coming on. Before we cap it off, if you want to support this podcast, you can do so by giving us a rating on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, Spotify, and Good Pods. Share it with your friends, family, whoever you want to indoctrinate into the cult of Fred. And... If you really love this show and want to get it a week early-ish, we're recording this on Monday. It's supposed to go tomorrow. Probably will not, but it's about a week early. You'll get it. You can go to our Patreon, the Cultivate Patreon Podcast Network. So if you go to patreon.com slash cultivate podcast network, that's cultivate spelled C-U-L-T-I-V, the number eight podcast network, you can get content from this podcast ad-free a week early, as well as Reddit on Wiki ad-free a week early, and our bonus content that we do once a month, uh, sometimes twice a month, if we uh, are feel- feeling up to it. <laughs> uh, you can also get uh, Shots and Thoughts back catalog there, as well as some of our other podcasts on the network. You can get content from them as well. So that once again, that's patreon.com slash cultivate podcast network. If you really want to support the show and get some awesome bonus content as well as early content. So thank you, Fred, for listening this week. Thank you, Sean, for coming on. And we will see you next time. Thank you for having me on, Josh. This is a lot of fun. See you guys. See you, Fred, later. See Fred later? See, uh, we'll figure it out. See Fred's later. See Fred's later. (laughs) I haven't haven't figured out the pluralization of Fred. It's got to be like, what is it? Frederick. Yeah, there no, it is. Frederick's when I'm angry at them. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Hasn't happened yet, but we'll, we'll save that <laughs> for when they revolt. The day you um, turn yourself king is the day that uh, Frederick will be. <laughs> the king of the Freds. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you next time. Bye. Oh my god, John, were you up on Wikipedia all night? John, are you okay? You're you're shaking. You guys, you will not believe what I just read on Wiki. Welcome to Reddit on Wiki, the poorly researched, semi-funny podcast on random stuff we find on the internet. Who, who are you talking to? And why are you shaking so much? Subscribe to Reddit on Wiki on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Sean, I'm scared. Me too, buddy. Me too.